Welcome to What's Your Next. This is the go-to podcast for aspiring business owners who want to get to the next level, escape the rat race, and give their middle finger to the corporate 9-to-5. If you want financial freedom, work-life balance, and the business of your dreams, you're in the right place. Dave and Stacy Riska, husband-wife franchising duo, openly share their successes, failures, and lessons learned in franchising, business ownership, and working with your spouse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of What's Your Next? Dave and Stacy Riska here, committed to helping you get to your next level. Today, we're going to be sharing with you a very sexy topic out there in the world of franchising around education franchises. Now, when you think education, everybody wants to get an A+, right, Dave? You bet. All right. But with over 500 franchise brands that we work with, how do you know which one is the perfect one for you? So today, we're going to break it down and share more about the different categories of education franchises, as well as some of the pros and cons that you'll want to consider for each model. Dave, we have two what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a... That's a loaded question. I'm going to go with kids. <laughs> You're right. A plus. We have two kids. So we know as a parent that we always want to give the best education and opportunities for our kids. And we know that parents will spend a lot of money to ensure that their kids get that great uh, education. Oh uh, uh, Boy, do we know. <laughs> right. Now, our children are a little bit older But no matter where your children fall on the spectrum, there's still a franchise for each of those. Sometimes your child may need tutoring. Sometimes you may just want to put them into an after-school recreational program. Sometimes you may just want to do a full immersion program and let them learn a second language. So no matter what type of quote-unquote education you're thinking of providing to your child, there's a franchise for all of those different concepts. And more. <laughs> and more. So now I want to talk a little bit about, before Stacy goes into the different types of, of educational franchises or some of them and the pros and cons of those, I want to spend just a couple minutes on the industry just to give you some perspective on how big this opportunity really is. So right now, um, 2020 revenues are projected to be in the United States $77 billion. That's with a B, right? (laughs) That's with a B in 2020. It's a lot of zeros. Um, And a good trend that's happening on top of that is that The number of children, believe it or not, in the United States is expected to grow. In fact, by 2025, they expect uh, children under the age of 18 to represent 23% of the total U.S. population. 23%. So it's a growing amount of the U.S. population, and that is expected to continue to grow for several more years. So the potential market for child-related franchises, they're estimating there'll be 70, 74, sorry, 74 million students um, in the United States in 2020. A report in Entrepreneur Magazine 
uh, identified child-related franchises in the education industry as almost being recession-proof, and I get that, okay? And think about it, okay? We just came through COVID, and not only were they recession-proof, they were absolutely a goldmine, right? I mean, people were looking for absolute, I mean, homeschooling, oh my gosh, I got to get my kids some supplemental education, and let's face it, today, they just want to get them out of the house, right? You know, they've been stuck in for months during this. And so there's a whole group of related, you know, educational type franchises around that as well that Stacy will discuss. So that's it on the industry. You may be thinking, well, don't I have to already be a teacher to invest in and or own an education franchise? What do you think, Dave? You know, I don't, I think that is way far from the truth. You know, that it's a franchise. You know, that's the purpose of a franchise is that you can kind of operate it in a lot of cases as you wish. You don't have to be involved in the day-to-day business necessarily, or in this case, being the teachers. You can go out and get the teachers to help you, you know, educate your children or, or in some cases take care of your children. Exactly. So what we're going to do is we're going to share some of the franchise concepts that you may want to think about. But ultimately, if you do want to own an education-related franchise, you really should have a passion for education, teaching, children, and supporting your community. Those would be the criteria that you really want to look at at yourself to ensure that that would, might be a potential good match for you. So there's four concepts that we want to share with you today. One is tutoring franchises. The second is daycare or slash nursery type of franchises. The third is language or immersion type franchises. And the fourth would be recreational type of franchises. Let's start with tutoring franchises. Many of the clients that we work with interested in looking at education franchises, we we gear them towards these types of franchises because even within tutoring, there's so many different models. You can have your business be home-based. You can have a model where you go out to people and do the tutoring in their home. And there's even franchise models where you could have a brick-and-mortar location. The nice thing about tutoring as a franchise concept is it usually has a very low investment to get started. And the nice thing about it is you can start small and then scale it if you want. So if you want to build a team of people, experts in different areas, then tutoring franchising could be a great opportunity for you. And tutoring franchises are in super high demand right now, super high demand. And I think about it, as we said, we just came out of COVID and a lot of parents are looking for supplemental type tutoring education, particularly to help their kids get caught up, right? They got left behind a little bit by this. So we expect the demand for tutoring to continue to be very, very strong going forward. Very true, Dave. Now, some of the things you're going to want to think about when you're looking at a education or tutoring education franchise is that you will want to think about the model that you're going to do and then you're also going to want to make sure that the people or yourself have the expertise now in some states and some localities there may be licensing requirements so you're going to want to look at that 
You're also going to want to consider that if you're going the full-fledged and you want to have a brick and mortar, that you're also going to want to think about the time to build that out, finding the real estate, ensuring that you have the right licenses and et cetera. And that can obviously be a much at significant added cost. So as we said, many of these tutoring franchises, they'll start small and then build their business and scale. But another consideration is that the limited hours, per se, that you can kind of service these students, because during the day, they're in school. So this is a business model that tends to really be after school and or weekends. So you really want to consider, is that something that you could really be passionate about doing? So Stacey, the, um, you know, the key thing here uh, that we talked about in the very beginning is you know, certifications and training. Do I have to be a teacher? And that is actually one of the biggest benefits of going the franchise route for tutoring is that you know, not only can you not or do you not have to be an education or you know, education person or teacher, you, know, you are buying a system you're buying a system that allows you to go out and find the right people to provide the services for you and you become the business owner you become the marketing person you become the person that's out there in the community you know telling people about this great opportunity but not necessarily the one that are that are personally certified in teaching exactly all right, so next let's talk about daycare and nursery type facilities. As Dave mentioned, there's a lot of new babies, especially after COVID. And these children need a place to go many times during the day because there are working mothers. And working mothers really want to put their children many times into kind of an, an approved or a, a true brick and mortar nursery or daycare facility versus just dropping their kid off at somebody else's house. And that's why many of these franchise concepts do so well. I mean, here's the reality, right? You have a consistent flow of customers, so to speak. You have recurring revenue, right? And in many areas, you can actually charge a premium price because there are actually waiting lists to get into these facilities. Yeah, we're in one of those areas. Washington, D.C., which we are in, you know, just outside of Washington, D.C., has the biggest shortage and the highest cost for daycare services. So we are very familiar with this opportunity in this, particularly in this area, but I'm sure it's very similar in many areas of the country. Now, what you're going to want to think about in looking at these types of concepts is understanding that there's going to be a pretty large real estate piece of this puzzle. You're going to have to find a location. You're going to have to build it out. Many of these require both an indoor and an outdoor location. Um, now, granted, the franchise, many times they provide the real estate team to help you find the perfect place. But it does take time to negotiate with the lease, the landlord, to sign the lease, to do your build out, to get your certifications. And obviously, you're going to need to go through some training with your franchise concept. So it's not like you just sign a franchise tomorrow and you're up and running. This is a franchise model that's going to take some time to get up and running. Um, you'll also want to be aware of the certifications that are going to be required in your area. 
And also understand that this is going to require a much larger investment in staffing. So whether you decide to be involved in the day-to-day or hire an overall director or manager who oversees your team, you're going to need to ensure that you have really great people in place because obviously mom and dad want to ensure that when they drop their child off at your facility, they know that you have great reviews and they can ensure that their child is going to be safe and protected. Right, and and one of the biggest benefits of the franchise route here is that every municipality has their own rules and regulations regarding child care. So you're not just coming in and having to learn all the rules and regulations of the area that you're planning on opening up your establishment in because they're going to help you through that process and get the right certifications in place. So that's one of the, you know, it's one of the, we'll call it one of the cons of daycare type franchising, but it's a, more of a con for those who try to, quote unquote, do this themselves. Great. All right. So let's expand on this one a little bit more and now talk about the third type of franchise, which is a language or immersion type program. And if you're wondering what that is, well, this has become a really hot concept out there in the franchising world today because so many different languages are being spoken, whether it's Spanish or French or Korean or Chinese or Mandarin, all these different languages. And parents want to give their children such a global experience. And interestingly enough, children are just like sponges. They can learn these languages so quickly. So these types of franchise concepts are doing really well today. So well that actually there are waiting lists to get into almost all of them, meaning the children. Um, So again, most of these are set up in wealthier high income areas and so these are the parents who will do anything for their children and want them involved in these immersion type programs so most of them have waiting lists you can charge a higher price for your services you have that recurring revenue stream and in in general they don't require a huge amount of staff overhead But things to consider, again, you need the physical location. This is not a business that's run out of your house. So you're going to need a brick and mortar location. You know, that requires a significant investment. In general, most of the franchise concepts we work with are going to require a one to five million dollar investment. So realize that this is over a long period of time. Um, but you you really need to have a high net worth in order to qualify. And hopefully you speak one of these languages or you're passionate about the culture or you know a lot about it so that you can teach it. Some of these programs, for example, even offer food and or do field trips or it's all it's not just about the language. It's about the culture. Yeah. And here's the here's the interesting thing about the immersion programs is that they're not just for kids. You know, it, it can be for adults as well. So there's no exclusion that, you know, you couldn't bring in adult students or have adult classes or side-by-side classes with, you know, parents and children at the same time. So it's an interesting concept. And, you know, the one thing that is very difficult about this business is that it's hard to scale. It is difficult to scale. And we can speak from some experience here. We have a neighbor who actually decided to do this on their own. They actually run one of these immersion programs and 
when we talk to them, you know, frequently they say the biggest challenge they have is how do they continue to grow this thing? Like, you know, they've gotten to the point of, well, I can't take any more students and I can't really grow this anymore. And, you know, without making huge capital investments in multiple locations. So, Again, franchising can help there. So it, it allows you the opportunity to offload some of these burdensome tasks that you know come with running a business so that scaling is a little bit, and capital, give you access to capital that you know running a franchise immersion program can give you some advantages. Okay. All right, Dave, we've got one left. Recreational type of mm-hmm. franchises. And this category in itself covers so many different areas. So this may be a child's gym, or it could incorporate an educational component, or it could actually be something that's kind of set up outside of the schools. So there's many different franchise concepts within this category, but the idea is that Parents want to enroll their children in different kinds of programs that get them out of the house, off of these electronic gadgets that their eyes are just glued to almost 24-7. Would summer school programs fall in this? Summer school programs, swimming programs Mm -hmm. are super big right now. Karate. Karate, 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 exactly. So whether it's an indoor playground or you're specialized, like Dave said, like karate or swimming, there are a lot of different concepts in here. So the positive side of this is, as Dave said, there is an untapped opportunity for children just wanting these types of programs. It can also be a really nice revenue stream because it's more than just having the kids in the program. You've probably been to these types of events where the mom or the dad has a birthday party or some kind of celebration. And those can be very lucrative, right? Where you just have um, a room in the back and then you may also have a catering um, piece. So there's lots of revenue streams in that kind of model. But to consider things that you need to consider, some of these will require a significant investment in a build out. Again, if you're going to have an indoor playground or a gym, that's going to require finding the real estate, dealing with the zoning, doing a build out. So it may take you one to two years to be able to do that with a significant investment. And then you also need to consider insurance and dealing with potential injuries, right? Because if kids are jumping around and they could fall. So you need to ensure that you're going to work with your franchise to understand all of the legalities and the insurance and everything around that you that you want to be aware of ahead of time. And again, this is where, you know, owning or you know, purchasing a franchise can be a big help because they have been there, done that, right? You know, they've probably been through some tough situations with insurance or liability, and they know how to work through those, and they know what to have, the right kind of liability insurance to have, where to get it, you know, and they provide probably some discount pricing just because they have so many people that they can funnel through one insurance company, whereas, you know, the difference of going out on your own, you're probably on your own, right? It's going to be a little bit more difficult to get it and probably to get reasonable rates for some of this stuff, particularly the insurance. So as you can see, there's so many opportunities out there 
from tutoring to a daycare or a nursery to a language immersion program to a recreational concept. And then with each of those categories, there's so many different models, whether you're home-based, whether you travel to the people, whether you have a brick and mortar, or whether you just scale and take over a whole area. So a lot to consider. But ultimately, when it comes to franchising, here's what you want to make sure that you're getting. This is really what you're investing in. You're investing in the brand and the name recognition. You're investing in a proven system and a process. So as you're talking to these different franchise concepts, understand where they started, where they are now, what they've learned along the way, but also what are they going to do to help you? Because when you invest in a franchise, you're buying a proven system. So what kind of support are you going to get? When you have a question, can you just call them up? Will you have a dedicated um, manager, mentor that you can reach out to? What about training? Do you have to go on site? Do they come to you? Do they assist you with your grand opening? And what about marketing and advertising? For all of these businesses, although you may have a captive audience, Dave alluded to the number of children, and this is a growing segment, you still have to market your business. You need to understand who the competition is. And this is these are businesses that will require you to really be involved in your community. Reputation management's gonna be key because people are gonna go online and look at your reviews. So it's really important that whatever business you do go with, you're committed to providing great service. So just understand that franchising is a great model that in any of these, Imagine what it would take to have to start any of these from scratch, figuring out, figuring out all the intricacies, the rules, the laws, the zoning, et cetera, et cetera. A franchise, it's a proven system. And that's why Dave and I are so passionate about helping you get to your next level and learning what the perfect franchise is for you. Would you like to learn more about how an education franchise can help you get to your next level? Grab a time on our calendar just for a quick virtual coffee so we can learn more about you, what your goals are, and help you lay out the process and the roadmap to get to your next level. Just look in the description below for our calendar link, and we look forward to connecting with you then. Absolutely. There are over 4,000 franchise concepts that could be your dream business. Which one is the perfect one for you? Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com and find out. Your dream business awaits. Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com now and find the perfect business that will get you to your next level.